guys, it's Kelly, and I'm here with Jesse, and this is the, the Jesse and Kelly Show. We bring you weekly outrageous conversations about current events, healthy and happy living, yoga and green parenting, fringe thought, and holistic alternatives, all in an easy-to-listen-to style. After 10 years of saying someone should be recording us, we decided to record ourselves. Jesse is a yoga studio owner and teacher living in Northern California, and I live on a tiny island in the Caribbean, where I do marketing part-time and mommying full-time. Grab a glass of wine, I'm going to put my toes in the sand for you, and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, hey! Words your mother! How's it going? Uh, it's going really good. Um, just in the office today. Super fun. Yeah. I'm no. not. I'm not in the office what today. What are you doing? Um, I'm drinking a Presidente, <laughs> which is a beer. Is this technically you drunk podcasting? Uh, I would say that I'm one beer buzz podcasting. Awesome. Looking forward to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Let's do it. Cool. So what's been going on with you? Well, my in-laws are here. Maybe that's Woo-hoo. why I'm drinking beer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they've been here for two weeks and um, it's been pretty good. I think, you know, I'm really blessed. My in-laws are wonderful and they're super nice people. I feel like they're the kind of people that parents are supposed to be like, like they just absolutely adore Kirk and me and of course, Kira. And so they've been doting on her and it's been wonderful. Um, but I'm just sort of kind of like, I've become such a like solitary person since living in Antigua that I am just kind of like, I want to be in my house by myself, you know? <laughs> so I think that's just part of growing up though. Yeah, I maybe, mean, maybe. Like the older I get, the more I'm like, hey, I'm pretty comfy just chilling by myself a little bit, you know? Yeah, I've definitely become the kind of person that is very comfortable in my own company and very comfortable for long periods of silence. So yeah, other than that, it's really good. And it's been really nice to be around family with Kira because that's something that we miss being here. Well, I too love your in-laws, so I, I wish I was there. What about you? What's new? Um, last Friday night, I uh, did a lip sync battle. <laughs> My God, where is the video? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna have to find it on your own. But if so you rude. wanted to, you would probably search Shady Creek Outdoor Education Foundation, or possibly go to the Facebook page for them. Or also, there's like yslipsyncbattle.com. Um, I'm not yeah, googling so really all fun. of those things simultaneously. If that's what you're asking. I hope you don't put them in the show notes. <laughs> Only if you're lucky. Um, no, so it was really fun. Like my friend Michael, um, he put the whole thing on. Like him and this girl Jamie just totally like first, It's it was their inaugural event. So the first year of it, they put it together. They raised tons of funds for Shady Creek, which is like where people go, um, where kids go to fifth and sixth grade science camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you get to go to science camp? No, they canceled it the year before I got into sixth grade. Oh, that's horrible. I know, so rude. I got to go twice. I never lived a banana slug. (laughs) I never have either. Um, But it was a lip sync battle. And I'm kind of the person that as soon as you ask me to do something like, hey, you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And then like later, I'm like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I would be the same way about something like that. Like it's so like putting yourself out there stage fright. Ah, 
So, well, I said yes. And then I was having a really hard time kind of rallying people to get them to like join me on stage. And mm-hmm. I had a, a group. A trio and the trio was pretty solid like awesome chicks were like yeah we're gonna do this and then i don't know what the next word is for a four top <laughs> a foursome <laughs> a foursome is that what it is yes a trio a foursome mm-hmm. i was gonna go quadro on it but fine that's fine um, <laughs> I'm okay so we with went that. quadro and we got to add on another person um like a day before the battle and Honestly, we probably didn't practice as much as the other groups, but we got up there and we're the second ones up, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. We're going to be the second ones up so that, you know, we just get it over with and then enjoy the show. Awesome. And no, it was like none of, none of the people that were in the crowd had like had enough to drink yet. Oh, no. And so I'm up there like lip singing my heart out. In your wedding dress, by the way. <laughs> um they're just down there kind of like looking at me oh man looking at me like who's this crazy girl with all this 80s makeup on oh gosh that's awful and, dude but uh i still give it a hundred percent so i think that's what you got to do in life is it doesn't matter how people are responding to you you just give your hundred percent and go with it that's a great life lesson way to look at the silver lining you want to know another life lesson yes don't watch yourself on video. Oh, shit. Was it bad? Did you get embarrassed? Did you blush? No, I don't. I haven't seen myself on video. I'm not going to watch it is the thing. Oh. Like, that's what I'm telling you. I'm not going to watch this video, but you guys can. I'm going to try to find it as soon as the show is over. I'm really I'm having a hard time not trying to find it right now. So I'm closing the tab. OK, well, maybe we'll repost it on the Jesse and Kelly show if you find it on facebook maybe we will all right so um oh i guess we're supposed to make an announcement drum roll please i don't have any drums no i don't either (laughs) but mine sounds better than yours it does Um, i mean yeah i don't want to explain why but yeah it does okay so we're now on google play and kelly we're on itunes and it's funny because jesse is an android user so she cares about google play and i'm a iPhone user, so I care about iTunes. We're like the perfect match. I know, and I like Instagram, and she likes Facebook. What up? What up? I don't really like Facebook. I just, I think I'm addicted to Facebook. I think it's a real disease, yo. I think so, too. I need treatment. Oh, anyway, okay. No, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the iTunes and Google Play before we move on. So what this Uh means for you guys is that um, for those of you that use iPhones, you can go to the podcasts app on your phone. And then in the search section, you can just type in the Jesse and Kelly show. And that's J-E-S-I and K-E-L-L-I because both of our parents just wanted to make your lives difficult. So, um, yeah, and then you can subscribe to it. And then anytime that we get a new podcast, it'll send you a notification and be like, there's a new show. And then hopefully what we really want you guys to do is um, leave a review of us too and um, rate us five stars because that will help to um, like push us into the market a little bit. And so more people can hear us and get their minds blown by how awesome we are. So how does Google Play work? Just like that, basically? Um, Google Play, yeah, it's kind of convoluted, honestly. But most people that are on Android end up getting like different um, 
podcast apps instead of like, you know, so I don't use my Google iTunes? Play. As, no, it, I think it feeds from Google Play because I Google, we were on Google Play first and I have CastBox and I searched it and we were on there. Okay, so, cool. Um, but other apps that you can use, um, one of my friends said that he uses uh, Podcast Addict. All right. So there's Sounds some little good tidbits. to me. Cool. What are we talking about today? Um, I think we're going to be talking about how to make your own coconut milk. Yep. Shampoo safety, because that is a real thing. It's a real and risk. Then it is. You don't want to put yourself <laughs> in danger in the shower. It's true. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about nutrition because I found out some fun stuff and I kind of went on an internet adventure, if you will. Cool. Those always go really fun places. They do. Kind of, yeah. Anyways, but first, we but have some. First. But first, we have some, <laughs> uh, we have some updates. We have an update from one of our listeners, a resident yogini, Christina. She um, gave us a recipe to make our own natural dry shampoo. Awesome. And so we'll be talking about that later in the shampoo safety zone. And then we also found out from WikiLeaks that there is no encryption. Uh, well, there's still encryption through your WhatsApp on your phone if you're using it. However, apparently the government can bypass it. So wah, wah. basically it doesn't make any difference, I guess. Yeah. However, while I was on WikiLeaks looking at this, what is it? Vault 7 or Vault, something? I think it's Vault 16. Am I crazy? I think you're crazy. Oh. I think you're crazy. <laughs> um, they did have a little, they had Tor web browser and it's like um, an anonymous type of web browsing that you can use instead of your normal one. So that's kind of nice. Um, I will say that I was in a marketing meeting with one of my clients this last week mm-hmm. and we had a guy come in that does like um, SEO, AdWords, that kind of stuff just like super campaigns. And he was like, he's talking like, oh, you know, do you guys know what remarketing is? And I'm like, I can kind of guess, but I haven't heard the term. I'm like, is that when that pair of shoes follows me around on the internet for so long? And he's like, yep. Wow. So remarketing is a thing. And that's (sighs) when they like program it. So if you've gone to that website, then that they'll show ads for that all over. I've definitely seen that. Um, and then they start sending you emails. It's just like really creepy. It's very integrated. So that's through Google and it's part of their AdWords campaign. And it um, they can go up to like three years, I think, with oh one my of those. God, having that's a crazy. Around. That's I so mean, crazy. It probably costs a company a lot of money to do that, but it is a possibility. So Wow. So I had one update too. Um, my husband asked after we did the whole Fourth Amendment thing, I said something that is like so bad. And what I said was that the right to privacy was granted to us by our Fourth Amendment rights. And what he said was that the the right was not granted to us by the Fourth Amendment. We have the right. And the Fourth Amendment just protects it. So I told him that I would tell our listeners that so they didn't think that the fourth amendment was giving them right okay well i think that that's a great point because um you know we forget that we are free people right 
And we're still looking to other people to tell us what we can and can't do. Exactly. We are free people. So we already have these freedoms. They're just securing it for us. So thank you, Kirkalicious. Thank you, Kirkalicious. All right. Well, I want to know what you had for dinner. Okay. So I haven't had dinner yet, but get this. Somebody else is cooking me dinner. What? I know. This shit never happens. So what are you going to get to eat? Okay. So my father-in-law, he, well, his, so like his mom makes it and then he makes like this delicious chili and like, you have to think like Spanish chili, not like bean chili because usually it's made with like pork or I think beef sometimes. And it's like in this thick, like gravy kind of red spicy sauce and you put it Mm. over rice. So, you know, we're veg. We don't eat any meat. So initially he was going to try to make it with mahi mahi, but he couldn't get any at the store. So he's making it with fake meat for me, like uh, soy protein, non GMO, by the way. Awesome. So yeah, it's like, I watched him do some of it. It's like onion and garlic and then you make like a roux and then you add in. He's very adamant about the fact that it has to be New Mexico red chili. And so like the last time he was here, he made it and it was so good. And there was leftovers and he made it the next morning over eggs, like chili and Mm -hmm. eggs. It was so wonderful. So I'm kind of like a Spanish huevos rancheros. Kind of. Yeah. So it's like there's no beans, though. And it's like I'm very excited about dinner tonight because and also my mother-in-law is making her rice. So it's just like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell you, I was at the G.O. the other day. Uh huh. That's slang for grocery outlet bargain market. Grocery outlet bargain market. Yep. Um, the G.O. had pace, right? Because that's what you mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm pick up the pace um they had organic there's organic pace oh yeah, that's awesome straight up. i'll never so. be able to get that here but i'll definitely look for it when i'm in california cool that's awesome so did you try it have you made it yet um no i i i'm like hooked on my cilantro lime rice yeah which... so wait but wait so okay. <laughs> the other night i made kirk and frankie make dinner and I was like, look, you're going to make dinner and then you're going to do all the dishes. And it was super delicious. But what Kirk did is he took leftover Spanish rice and then he made cilantro lime rice and then he put them together and mixed them together. Mm-hmm. And it was like so good. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so I'm excited about dinner tonight and then I'm even more excited about breakfast tomorrow with chili and eggs. So what about Wonderful. you? I had five cookies for dinner last night. Mm. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> and also they so were like adult. The... <laughs> um, so this is kind of why I'm going into the nutrition segment today, uh-huh. not to counteract my um, my eating of cookies and be like, oh, I'm a bad yogi for eating five cookies for dinner or something like that. No, really, um, I was so hungry all yesterday and I ate so much food. And I'm just going like, what in the heck is going on? So that's what made me go on to this like internet adventure. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I did eat yesterday that's really good that I make by myself, but it's um, it's a recipe for faga. 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 It's not like I'm telling you to go, you know, faga. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Faga. Oh, no, but I'll leave that recipe up in the show notes at the Jesse and Kelly show.com. Um, it's my favorite recipe. It's the most authentic that I've had. When I came back from Vietnam a couple years ago, um, I was eating 
chicken noodle soup or pho ga. Um, it's you know a lot of people say it pho because that's what it looks like. Yeah, but it's pho. Like I don't mm-hmm. give a pho. Um, <laughs> but they eat it for breakfast. Yeah, and that sounds there's great. Something about yeah, there's something about eating like some translucent noodles and some chicken broth with like little pieces of chicken and cilantro and yeah. different veggies. Just I love so a good. savory breakfast personally and i think noodles are such an awesome breakfast i love fried rice for breakfast when i was a kid and i still ate caca food me and my brother all the time we would eat top ramen for breakfast it was like our favorite thing to do so i'm all about having noodles for breakfast yeah noodles for breakfast is good noodles for lunch is good too noodles for dinner is pretty good too yeah we just like noodles (laughs) noodles 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 of noodles. Um, no, so I make it and it's really, don't tell my husband, but you usually like barbecue an onion in its skin and you barbecue a piece of ginger in its skin. Okay. Wow. But now we have a gas range. And so you so, just do it in the house? Yeah. Awesome. Um, that was super cool. I actually put um, a piece of tin foil down, put those on there and then put another little tin foil on top just to... Um, not tin foil. What the hell am I talking about? It's aluminum foil. Whatever foil. You got me on this tin foil hat conspiracy <laughs> theorist cocktail. Sorry. Um, all good. Anyway, so I did it indoors, and it kind of made the house. I mean, I think the onion, the barbecued onion, is what makes people think it smells like feet sometimes. But the combo of the two is really great, and I made up probably like, gosh, almost to no like probably about a gallon and a half of pho ga like broth so i've just been eating it for breakfast every mm, day that sounds wonderful yeah it's pretty good, mm, pretty good. i'm hungry me too and beer is not food kelly well tonight it is okay it's eight o'clock okay my dinner's not ready i'm just gonna drink a beer and make a podcast sounds good okay so uh in our first feature today we're gonna talk about milk Milk. Milk. So what kind of milk do you drink? I drink organic whole fat milk. Nice. I recently at the um, farmer's market here um, found a lady that sells raw milk, which is something that we've been looking for for years. And so same thing. And it's illegal in California. Oh, yeah. It's illegal in California because everything's illegal in California, except for weed. Yep. Go so figure, right. Well, so we just thought today that we could talk about the different kinds of milk. So obviously there's cow milk. And if you're going to drink cow milk, you should drink the freshest, most organic cow milk that you can find. If it's not illegal, you should probably try to find raw cow milk. But I guess there's a little bit of risk when it comes to raw cow milk, um, just because it hasn't been. What's the word? Pasteurized. Yeah. Which means they heat it up really quick to kill all the bacteria in it. But, if but it also kills all the good enzymes. Right. So it kills That's- all the goodness in the milk. And if the milk is coming from a good source, like these cows like live in a field and like they live on mountains and like eat grass all day. They're not hooked up to milking machines. They're milked by hand. Like it's obviously really, really clean. And so there's a lot less risk of um, contamination at that point. So I trust it. But um you would want to make sure that if you're drinking raw milk, that it's from a really clean, trusted source. Have you had it? Yes. Tell me about it, because I've never had it. Okay, so the first thing I noticed about it is it has no smell. At all. What? Yeah, like you smell milk normally, and it has it smells like milk, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell like anything. 
at all. Like it has no smell and it's so strange, but it's great. It's like, um, it's maybe a little bit sweet, but other than that, like I don't notice a difference from any other dairy milk. Cause, and I don't really, I should say like, I don't really drink milk. I really just use it in my coffee. Or if I'm having a cookie, I will like have a little glass of milk with it. (laughs) But other than that, we drink plant milk and we have for a long time. So because we found the raw milk, um, my husband's comfortable drinking it. We give a little bit to Kira and I'll really only give her like maybe an ounce, two ounces. um, Because I kind of am on the fence about whether we really need to drink cow milk. But I'm okay with everything in moderation, so... I feel like at this stage of my life, um, it's just for like, if I'm going to have dry cereal, you know, I have milk and then I put it in my coffee. Right. So I can't substitute with my coffee. That's the only time that I have to have dairy milk. Nothing else compares for me. I really haven't found something that works, but like for cereal or cooking or anything else, we use um, coconut milk and Kirk makes that and we'll talk about that. But um, the other options are soy milk, which I don't like. Really? Do you like soy milk? Well, um, no, I don't typically drink the little boxed milks that are on the shelf. Um, right. You know, I, I lived in Portland for a bit and there was all this skepticism about all the added stuff that they put into right. into the boxed containers to make their shelf life good. But my friend Lily gave me um, a nut milk bag. Mm-hmm. And so I've made my own at home. I made cashew milk. Nice. How was that? That was so good. It was so I know, yummy. I've had it too. And it's like super rich. Like so yeah, like delicious. smooth and mm, yep, it's really good. And it's not really that hard to make. No. So the other milk that you can do is almond milk. And it's the same thing. Like I read this thing that um, in a whole thing of almond milk, there's actually only like three almonds because they add that. What's the thickener that they use? I don't know. I Like I said, I don't really drink the stuff, so I just... Yeah, so basically know. it was like there's three almonds in this, and they add a bunch of this thickener to make it seem like milk, and the, bit, the rest of it is just water. So when we're in California, we make our own almond milk, because there, almonds are like less expensive and easier to come by, and it's really easy and cheaper, yeah, way cheaper. I feel like I put up a recipe at one point. I think it was on my my old Instagram, but I'll look it up and maybe we can add it in for the cashew milk. That's a good idea. But it's really like you got the nuts. Mm-hmm. You kind of like soak put them in water, soak them in water like overnight. Mm-hmm. You drain them. Then you put them in the blender with water. Yeah. And then and then if you want to make it like a little bit sweet, people add honey mm-hmm. or Or you could add vanilla. Some people like their milk flavored vanilla. I don't like any of that, but I know that other people do. And the only thing is, like, um, I don't know if you have a nut milk bag. I don't. Um, But it just strains it really nicely. Like you can, um, it's just like a mesh bag. Yeah, so all we use for the almonds and the coconut milk is a flour sack towel. Oh, yeah, that would work too. Yeah, so... Since we've moved here, Kirk has started making coconut milk because we can get coconuts here for, they're like $2.25 EC. So it's just slightly less than a dollar US. And um, with that coconut, we can make a liter of milk. Maybe a little bit more than a liter of coconut milk. And it's the same thing. Like you have to, you take the coconut meat and you grind it up in the blender. We have a Nutribullet, so we use that. And then, um, you know, you take the coconut water out. 
and then you take the meat and then you grind it up and then you like um he squeezes it out through the coconut or through the flour sack towel and then just adds the coconut water and then filtered water to whatever consistency he likes so it's like the milk that we have in the fridge on the regular is a little bit thinner than the kind that you would get in a can like that you would use mm-hmm. for cooking, but you could just add less milk or add less water to it. I'm sorry. And then it could be nice and thick for cooking too. Yeah, I like it. And so when you made almond milk and you had like the leftover almond stuff, did you do anything with it? No, but we've started to try to figure out how to use the leftover coconut stuff because we hate wasting it. And so we've had two epic failures. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about them. <laughs> uh, the first one was we tried to make bread. And so we found this recipe that was like, it was called for almond flour and it was like, make this great bread. And it had this picture of like this fluffy loaf of bread. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to use coconut milk or coconut flour instead. And um, coconut flour does not behave like almond flour for the record. And I knew it. Like, first of all, I went to the farmer's market and I got free range eggs and the freaking recipe called for six damn eggs. And I had it in the, uh, the food processor and I could tell this isn't going right. Like, I know that this is not going to be right. So I ended up baking this thing and it came out like this brick, like this egg flavored brick that was like so mealy and disgusting. And then the second one was they tried to use it to bread some fish and it was the same thing. Like, we just can't. We need to get some kind of like mill to get it grind, like grounded, ground down more finely. So... If you have, like, once you put it through the towel, right, Mm -hmm. and then it's still kind of moist, like, my idea would be to take that and then put it on, like, a Silpat or, do you know what a Silpat is? No. It's um, a silicone baking uh, sheet. Like, you have, like, a baking sheet and you put this whole silicone thing on top. I know it's from France. We come from France. (laughs) We come from France. Anyways, I would just, like... I mean, you could just line a baking sheet, right? And then, like, put it out over the top and then just, like, press it down and put it in an oven for, like... No, that's what he does with it. Yeah, he puts it on a... We just use parchment paper because we're not fancy. And he just roasts it kind of, like, low and slow until it dries out. Does it turn into, like, cracker or does it just turn into, like, um, lumps of stuff? It turns into, like, a... It looks like sawdust almost. And then he runs it through the blender again to try to get it like ground down more. Oh, okay. So that's what we do, but Mm. we haven't found a good use for it yet. Um, I think that we need to just kind of like keep experimenting with it and we'll find something to do with it. Cool. I know um, a lot of people when they do like the nut milks, they they end up using the leftover nuts for um, like vegan cheeses, right? So oh, like a cashew cool. base. And then you could put like paprika, turmeric in it, mm. um, some salt maybe, mix Probably it like up. Probably like nutritional then... yeast to give it that bonk. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I haven't done it yet, but it's an Yeah, idea. that sounds great. So, yeah, there's so many different kinds of milk that, I mean, at this point, gosh, you can drink whatever you want. But I think that, like, it's hecka cheaper and really easy to make them yourselves, too. And it really doesn't take that much time. No, and then you've got it. I'm always curious what the shelf life is on the, the homemade one. So, like, the Ours lasts probably, like, them. five days, maybe a little bit longer. That's not bad. We go through it. That's for sure. 
Um, I will say like regular, regular milk, the whole processing on that. It's because they have all of these different cows that contribute to the milk and then it goes into one big cylinder, right? And so they have to kill all of the multiple germs because if one cow has something going on, like then it's going to infuse all of it. And that's why they have to treat it with all this stuff. Um, I recently, so probably within the last like three or four years, switched over to the whole milk. And it was just because reading, which book was it? There is a book. Maybe it was a documentary. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But they were talking about as they take away the fat from things, they have to add in all this other stuff that's just really not that good for you. No, I've read the same thing. And I've grown up, like I grew up where we did like fat-free everything, all of this stuff. And um, so I was just really used to it and really used to the taste and flavor of that. And so now it's kind of like, okay, now I'm just doing whole fat and that's fine with me. Yeah, I think that that's what really appeals to me about being able to get um, the milk at the farmer's market is like, I know where it's coming from. The lady is like... um, you know, this, we milked the cow two days ago. And it's like, how much fresher can it get if you're freaking getting milk from a cow that was milked two days ago? Well, I would love to try it, but I'm in California and that is illegal. Well, come visit me and I'll give you raw milk. Okay. And beer. Oh, so um, <laughs> just to wrap this up, uh, we'll go ahead and post Kirk's uh, How to Make Coconut Milk video. And my husband cracks me up because he edits this video and he totally put, I think Metallica is in the background. So it's like oh heavy metal coconut milk. So, <laughs> Is that the video that I was there when you guys were making it? Were you here? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I don't think we've ever made any more than one video. No, I was there, and the reason why Metallica's playing is because Kira likes to sleep to it. She does like to sleep to it. It's her favorite. Master of Puppets, to be specific. (laughs) So awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that informative, and I look forward to seeing the video. You're so welcome. All right, so the next thing we were going to talk about was um, I was going to give you a little glimpse into my island life. And um, for those listeners that don't know, I live in the Caribbean on an island um, that's really small. It's about a, um, I think there's a population of 80,000 on the whole island. And um, I've been here four years. And it becomes like, so everyone thinks, and I thought, that like you go to the Caribbean and you live there and it's all rainbows and sunshine and beaches and pina coladas and sometimes Mm -hmm. it is but there's also like a lot of crap that comes with living on a tiny island and the technology is much further behind than what i'm used to and um you know there's some customs it's like it's difficult it can be difficult at times and so i i become jaded sometimes and it usually happens to me after i've been on the rock as we call it Um, for a period longer than six months and you start to get island fever and like everybody starts driving you nuts all the things that you used to think were quaint and cute are like ridiculous and so I find that there's a couple of ways to cure it and the first one is you get the fuck off the rock right and you go somewhere else (laughs) for a while but sometimes that's not something that you could do and so I always find that when I have visitors come that I act like a tourist and I go all the beautiful places and I spend the money to eat on the beach and, you know, we go and see all the nice things. And so it kind of like 
you know, we spend a lot of time doing all the things that are the cool things about being here. And so it makes me feel better, you know? Yeah, like, like kind of looking at your environment through fresh eyes. Exactly. And so the other day, it was early in the morning, um, I went over to our little market right down the road to grab some things for breakfast. And I'm checking out and I'm like, I don't even think I'd had my coffee yet. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. And um, there's this guy behind me in line and he like he was just like so happy. You could tell that he just got here because you can tell like you could tell the tourists like they're so over eager and they're like so cute and like they're so excited. And so it's like 730 in the morning. He's like chatting with everybody, smiling, making eye contact, which is not the way that you deal with people here. Like that's such a U.S. thing to do. And um, I hear him like as I'm putting my crap in my bags, he's like. Everybody else is sleeping. But how can they sleep when it's so beautiful here? Aw. And I was like, oh, my God, Kelly, you need to pull your head out of your ass. Like, it is so beautiful here. And it's crazy how, like, you can forget that, you know, where you live, whether it's the Caribbean or Northern California or freaking Missouri or whatever, like, the place that you live is beautiful. And you just... Like to have someone else come in and kind of shake it up, whether it's a tourist in the grocery store or like your in-laws or your best friend coming to stay with you. Like it just gave me a little wake up call. That's cool. Well, I was I'm glad you were able to um, have that epiphany. Yeah. Um, as I was driving today, I'm calling Kelly and I was like, she's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, uh, we're in the middle of a spring storm, second day of spring, and it's storming out. And she's like, well, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And what were you doing, Kelly? Well, so my phone rang, so I had to get out of the pool to answer it. And so I grabbed my phone and a beer and I sat down on a lawn chair in the sunshine and answered the phone and got a tan. <laughs> I'm so jelly. It was nice. I think I got a little sunburned, though. OK, well, where are your sunscreen? On my face. On your face. I'll have a nice, smooth face and a wrinkly ass body. That's the plan. <laughs> That's some high ambitions, Kel. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has to have goals, okay? <laughs> okay. So I was going to talk um, a little bit about nutrition today. Um, we had, my cat was doing something funny, and he's like, we call him Fat Cat for a reason. He mm -hmm. loves food. He wants to grab at it. He's like always curious. And so I took him to the vet, and it turns out, that our darling patriot is diabetic. Hmm, buddy cat. Buddy cat, I know, poor guy. And, like, Richard actually has a conversation with his coworker about fat cat. And he's, his coworker is just, like, totally, like, what's going on with fat cat? What's he doing? <laughs> he's you a know? biggity boy. He's not a small cat. No, and the reason why is um, before we moved, we had these neighbors, and the six-year-old neighbor girl loved this cat so much, and to befriend him, she fed him fish and milk every single day. That's nice. Every morning. So he had, like, two houses. He would go over there for breakfast, come back home for lunch and dinner. I was um, recently looking through the photos on my phone for a certain picture, and I have a picture of me eating cereal and Patriot begging me over the top of it. 
I have pictures of him right next to me, like grabbing food off of my plate with one claw <laughs> while like while laying down. He's hungry. Like, he's hungry. So I'm like, hey, Doc, and my vet's super cool. She comes to yoga sometimes nice. and she's just she knows her shit. Um, I was like, hey, is there like the neighbors fed him fish and milk and stuff? And, you know, is is there a reason like why he's diabetic? Like, is it because of that food? And she's like, no, he's just fat. <laughs> I'm like, OK, thanks. OK, then. no, but we got into this big nutritional conversation and she um she goes, yeah, so the cool thing about cats is, you know, as long as you can c- control their diet and you give them their insulin and that sort of thing, at some point it can go into remission. And I go, well, doesn't that mean that diabetes could go into remission for humans? Which right. at that point, no. Like, right? Like nobody says that diabetes can go in remission. Yeah, nobody says you can like, cure diabetes. So like two nights later... On the news, he said that some people are able to send diabetes into remission. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I just had this conversation with my vet. And um, anyways, I'll put up a link to the uh, the study. Um, some of them can't, you know, like the there's two different types. One's genetic and one's just from diet and lifestyle. Right. And you would think so, that that one, if they changed their diet and lifestyle, that they would be able to get off insulin right yeah definitely i know that um someone that i know personally has been able to reduce their insulin because of diet changes like she's still on it she still has to take shots but she doesn't take as much as she used to before changing to like whole foods vegetarian you know being conscious basically yeah i think that our diet impacts so much of our lives that we don't even realize it. Yeah. And isn't it so crazy how so many people think that like, eh, what I eat doesn't really affect my overall health. What else affects your health? Like if the fuel that you're putting into your body is subpar, why do you think that you're going to be so healthy? I don't know. So we were talking the vet and I, and she was getting into like straight anatomy and like organs. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, insulin is produced in the pancreas and how the pancreas has such a unique function. And so it's just this little tiny organ. If you think about like where your core would be, so not your spine, but in front of it, Mm -hmm. right. Um, it comes from like the front of the right rib cage to the back of the left rib cage, but in. So underneath more organs. And it's just really tiny and it's just right there. Okay. And so in yoga, um, as an embodied yoga teacher, we talk about uh, how everything goes through the core, how everything goes through the pancreas. Like it is like the center. And in yoga as well, like that would be the place of your solar plexus chakra. Okay. Like approximately, which is kind of like your will or they say your ego or just pretty much like your, I like to describe it as your own unique expression in this life. Hmm, Okay. So, um, but she was talking about it and it's, it's the only organ that does both functions of endocrine and exocrine. And, um, so we really have to be mindful about what we do with the pancreas because it's so little and if it goes out, then the liver ends up compensating for it. Okay. And so she told me that in dogs, especially, that if something happens with their pancreas, that they get what's known as like fatty liver. Really? 
Sounds like some good pate, huh? No. <laughs> Ew. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Ew. Um, but yeah, so they'll get a fatty liver to overcompensate for it. And it's just like a really hardcore situation. Man. Um, overloading systems. So yeah, we got to take care of that little guy in there. So something uh, not really related, but kind of related. Um, my husband recently told me that he read an article and I cannot vouch for this scientific validity of this or whatever but he said that he read an article that said that they had found the use of the appendix like what the point of the appendix was have you heard anything about this my yoga teacher says that it's to store probiotics as you grow old okay so what is this what he read was that it's basically the brain of the gut so the appendix's job is to regulate hormones and bacteria within your gut which we're all coming to find out like gut bacteria and your flora or whatever is so integral to your health so i thought Mm -hmm. that that was really interesting and he was all bummed out because he doesn't have an an appendix so he's like my brain's gone i don't have an appendix either and now i feel really dumb (laughs) well you're not dumb just your gut is dumb oh man well i take probiotics just because of that like if if it was in charge of something mm-hmm. probiotic wise. Well, like I'm drink, just taking you drink kombucha that has probiotics in it as do the fermented foods. So like, um, sauerkraut, kimchi, mm. uh, the fermented soybean paste, that kind of stuff, like right. all of them. Um, I guess yogurt too, if you get the kind that's made real yogurt, which I can also get from my lady, by the way, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think, the yogurt thing is kind of crazy because they're like, oh, get your probiotics by eating this yogurt. And it has so much added sugar in it. Most of right. those little containers of yogurt have at least 10 grams. Some of them a lot more. Please check um, before you eat it. I like plain Greek yogurt with honey. That's my favorite. It's pretty good. Add your own sugar, folks. Oh, but I, so on the yogurt topic... Like they say, oh, it has probiotics, right? And then mm-hmm. it has all this added sugar, which is going to actually eventually lead to like worse gut health. And the probiotics that are in there, you'd have to eat like several of them to actually make it worthwhile. Yeah. So it's kind of like that that whole, oh, this is organic, so eat it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Oreo cookies, which obviously you guys know what my vice is at this point. How many times I talk about them. I love Oreo cookies too. <laughs> And cookies and cream ice cream. Mm. But, like, Oreos are vegan. So you want to be a healthy vegan? Eat Oreos. Yeah, that's it just doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Like, you have to obviously be informed and make decisions, not just on a label. Indeed. They actually say that um, there's more communication from your gut to your brain than from your brain to your gut. Wow, that's crazy. It's pretty interesting. Cool. I guess your stomach, not your gut. I'll have to do some research on that. No, I think like your your gut in the word or like the phrase your gut, like that encapsulates like your intestines and your whole your colon. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you how I know that we're immature. (laughs) Because <laughs> we laugh when we say colon. That's right. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So just with all of that said, um, 
like I said, I was hungry. I was so hungry yesterday and I ate cilantro lime rice for breakfast. I had fuga for Mm -hmm. second breakfast and then I had (laughs) salad and chicken for lunch and I was like eating all day and I'm finally like Googling why am I so hungry, you know? Because you needed carbs. Well, that was the other thing that my vet was talking about is just saying how the Atkins diet, um, they end up like ruining essential pieces of their gastrointestinal, Mm -hmm. you know, because they don't get what they need. Like you can't just cut out all of the fats. You need to eat fats in your diets as well. And so um, I look it up and I'll put this link on there. It's from CNN, but it's kind of like reasons why you need like why you're consistently hungry. And the first one I was like, is this it? You don't eat or you need to eat more protein. And I was like, no, because I just ate chicken. Like I ate chicken twice mm-hmm. today. Like I'm good, you know? And then I scroll down to the next one. It says you aren't eating enough fat. And so you know what I did? Ate five cookies. Ate five cookies <laughs> for dinner. That's what I did. No. <laughs> Even though it says you should get it from oils, nuts, and seeds, and avocados. But yes, well, I didn't have enough fat within my day and I was very hungry. And our body needs that. And it's actually really, it's really good for us, especially when eating vegetables, to also take in fat calories with mm-hmm. that. That makes sense. I love fat. I'm not an anti-fat kind of person at all. I'm not either. Like the older I get to... Um, like to put butter on stuff. I yeah. don't have any problems with it and feel pretty good. I was actually thinking because I'm I'm hungry again today. I was like, maybe I'm just going to do that whole tablespoon of coconut oil in the morning again. So did you just eat it? Yeah. If you get raw coconut oil mm-hmm. that's organic, mm-hmm. it tastes so good. Oh. It's like delightful. Hmm. I tried oil pulling for a while and so... That was not delightful. And Mm -mm. so that's all that makes me think of. But I've done the bulletproof coffee thing before, too. I did that one, too. Which I thought was delicious. So the bulletproof coffee thing is where you mix into your coffee. I think it's like a tablespoon of butter and a tablespoon of coconut oil and some vanilla. And you like blend it in a blender. And that sounds so gross. Like you'd have like this fat layer on top of your coffee. But it becomes like this creamy, like rich... Mm beverage and it's really good it's really really good did you you've done it you like it yeah i liked it too i would add cinnamon too yeah Um, cinnamon Mm. is a good a good thing to combat against like osteoporosis or just like bone degradation so um coffee naturally like tries to erode at the bone so i always put cinnamon in my coffee wow that's really smart um kirk puts cinnamon in my coffee when he makes me coffee once a year on christmas so he obviously cares about my bones. You know, once <laughs> I'm kind of like in our household, it's whoever gets up first. And sometimes I'll just lay in bed, peeking out my eye, being like, he better get up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Kirk doesn't drink coffee. So I'm like a lone coffee drinker in my own home. And then on the weekend, sometimes he's like, I'm going to drink coffee. And I'm like, you're going to be fucking irritating. So please don't drink coffee because he gets so freaking like tweaker style if he drinks coffee. So, yeah, with the Bulletproof, I think I might go get some unsalted butter because that sounds good. Like, I might try that again. It's like unsalted butter, organic coconut oil, and obviously you want to do grass-fed butter, people, and coffee. The the grass-fed butter is, like, what's the one from Ireland? Like, 
Kerrygold. Kerrygold. Yeah. That one's relatively cheap and easy yeah, to get. It's like, you can get it at most grocery stores. And gosh, that's we can even like, find it here for a while. We can't find it here wow. anymore, but um, we have a, a brand from New Zealand. And my friend that's from New Zealand told me that all the cows in New Zealand are mandated to be free range. So wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes me feel better. I cool. tried to Google it several times, but I mean, what do you do? Are like, I couldn't find it. Oh. I feel like the the longer the internet is out, the more people will be asking the same questions, and eventually the information will be there. All right. So I'd Google it again, or Bing it, or <laughs> what's my duck, latest duck, one that I'm using? It. Duck, 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 go it. D D G it. D D G it. <laughs> Okay, we'll get there. But I do feel um, like New Zealand is way more progressive about a lot of shit than the U.S., so I trust. I concur. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about shampoo safety today. And not in the realm of if you lather up, you may slip in the tub. No, oh we're God. not talking that way. We're talking about ingredients lists. And okay. this comes off of, I know I sent you the article, but... Um, you send me lots of stuff. I know I do. Um, there's one on decodedscience.org and decodedscience.org is kind of cool because they take all of those different random things on the label and they tell you what it is. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, so the article that I originally sent you, which I don't have up, it was somebody out of like Oakland, California, like some group. Can you, do you have it on your little guy? I can look for it while you talk. Okay. Um, they did a study on several different shampoos just to see what was in them. And they have a chemical, chemical. We call those chemical. <laughs> there chemico. it is. <laughs> um, called cocamide DEA. And this is. I got a it. A form of. Oh, you got it. Okay. Tell me who it is. Mindbodygreen.com. One of my favorites. Awesome. Why nope. dry shampoos are bad for your hair and what to do instead? Nope, that's the wrong one. Uh, it's all good. Um, so California listed cocamide DEA as a chemical known to cause cancer in June 2012 based on the assessment done by the International Agency for Research on Cancer. Um, and that's off of the decodedscience.org site. They follow it with cocamide DEA is a chemically modified form of coconut oil that manufacturers use as a thickener and a foaming agent in many of these products. So this is just one of those things that when you turn your bottle around to see what's in it, which hopefully Hopefully at some point you get in the habit of doing this with not only the food you eat, but the stuff you choose to put on your skin and mm -hmm. body. Um, this is one of those that's like red flag, like put it down, cancer causing. And so I found it again. The same one? No, a new one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this one is maybe it's right. I don't know. DavidWolf.com. It says, think again, according to a study carried out by the Center for Environmental Health in Oakland, California, your shampoo could actually be detrimental to your health. Cool. Yeah, that's it. A study found that at least 98%, 98 popular shampoo brands contained a carcinogen known as, how do you say it? Cocomide DEA? Cocomide DEA. There's another name for it, too. Like an even longer one. Is it on mm -hmm. that article? No, because you, all you sent me was a screenshot. Oh, hold on. Let me read you the full name. Cocomide diethanolamine. 
nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, so they said... Um, and this is from a couple years ago, but it's definitely something that you should look into as well. But, um, well, I think we're seeing this in so many of our products where like, it's the same thing as food. Like we all just kind of trust that, oh, they wouldn't put anything in there. That's bad for us. Somebody's regulating this. Yeah. Right? There's, the FDA is taking care of this or whatever. Like I, that's what I assumed about everything. And the truth is like, if you really read your labels, that's some crazy shit. And what does it even do? Like, what's it for? So that they can make products cheaper and sell them for more. And economies of scale. Like, really, that's why all of this is where it's at is because they want to make they want to produce stuff that and you use chemicals because if you use like real things, then there's more like factor of an error that it's not going to turn out like everything else. Right. I mean, a lot of times, so even like my natural soaps that I make, um, they all have one of these crazy names for them, right? Like, um, like they have the scientific name for when they actually mix with the lye solution. But if you know what those are, then you can go, oh, that's, or they put it in parentheses, right? Right. I've seen that too, where it's like grapeseed oil. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think the best thing that we can all do to try to combat this is be aware, right? Yep. And purchase products that don't have this bullshit in them. Like lower the freaking demand. Yes. And so things like, like I've talked before about how I've made agreements with myself um, when I go to the grocery store that if those ingredients are in it, I don't buy it. I know it's hard sometimes. It but, is like if it's hydro- hydrogenated oils, yes. no go, no go. Or high fructose corn syrup, no go. Mm-hmm. Red Lake Forty, no go. Aspartame, you know? absolutely not. And I think yeah. we should do the same exact thing with beauty products. Exactly. So, cocomide DEA, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, another big one, which I was at the store and. My darling husband loves me to pick him up. What is it, Dawn? The one that they use on the sea animals. Yeah. Um, he likes to use that for the dishes and, you know, he usually goes and buys it. Well, I go in there and I pick it up and I'm like, I'm just going to look on the back, right? Sodium laurel sulfate. Hmm. Yeah. So sodium laurel sulfate and, um, it's relative sodium laureth sulfate. Um, they're not very good for us either. So it can't be metabolized by our liver. And effects um, are like really long lasting. So to have something on your skin, your skin is your largest organ and it absorbs everything, right? That's why Mm -hmm. when we put lotion on, it doesn't just fall off onto the floor. It comes into our system, enters the bloodstream, blood gets filtered through everything. What does the liver do? It's a big filtration device. And then, you know, there's, we shouldn't be putting this stuff onto our body, even if it's just for a second to wash the hands. Right. Well, then think about the fact that it's being used to wash your dishes and the residue that it is being left on your dishes that you're consuming food off of. So. Yeah, because that's even that's entering it a little bit differently. Too. And it sucks because let's be honest, Dawn works really fucking well. Like it really does. Like that's why they use Indeed. it for everything is because it works really well. But it works really well because it's made of this chemical crap that could basically like dissolve anything. I just think it's time for us to become a little bit more aware of most of these things that we're doing. I couldn't agree more. 
So I'll put some more links up and you guys can decide for yourself, dear listeners, but please have some safety in your bathtubs and showers. And not just for slipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I'm going to put a link up too um, for my Amazon store with the stuff that I use that doesn't have, I don't even know how to say the word, the P-H-L-T-A-T-E-F-L-A-T-E. Do you know what I'm talking Flates. Flates. No, I don't. I obviously don't know how to say it. Do you want me to do the thing? I'm going to do the thing. Do the thing. Okay, hold on. Let me just, I got to, I can't spell it, so I need to copy and paste it. Ow, that was so loud it hurt. Phthalate? Phthalate. Is that like phthalate? (laughs) Phthalate. It's P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E. Is that right? Who even comes up with this stuff, man? Scientists. Phthalate. So I know that I steer clear of that one as well. So just another... Another little goodie. Well, we are getting near the end of the show. Um, So I went on a rant this week, too. I don't know if anybody caught it on the blog. (laughs) I did. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I followed up this rant on the blog with a letter letter to Senator Feinstein. Oh, my gosh. Like my favorite thing about you. Like most people are like, la, la, la. I hate everything. Blah, blah, blah. And then they do fucking nothing about it. You actually do something about it. Well, thank you. I love that you're my number one fan. I am. Yeah. So I just got really upset with that whole WikiLeaks thing and just really questioning like what the heck is going on. And anyway, so I I go, I'm like telling Kelly what's up and I'm like, here, let me send you an email that I have from Senator Feinstein from 2013, right? And I had to go into my old email account. I forwarded it to Kelly, realized, oh, that's a different email that I had sent. <laughs> totally different subject Feinstein. and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, anyways, I found it. And so I put up a real big rant, but it just deals with, you know, our privacy. Like this is this war on terror has just become a war on privacy. And I'm disgusted every day. And it seems like... You know, every day there's kind of a new thing. So yesterday was the the Senate Intelligence Committee, um, their interview of Comey and, you know, was Trump Tower wiretapped or whatever. And the conclusion at the end of that day was no. And then today, um, Nina, Nino's Nunes, I don't know his name, but and one of the one of the guys from the Senate Intelligence Committee committees came out of closed session and said yeah they were being kind of investigated and so it just leads me to believe that all of us all the time are being listened to through our phones being monitored not necessarily monitored but like being recorded right and so maybe no one's listening at the time but at any point they could like pull it up go back yeah they're like hey i missed the jesse and kelly show podcast let me go back and (laughs) let me listen to the original skype call yeah yeah um but they can't see us because we have tape exactly (laughs) and tinfoil hats um but i was talking to my sister and i'm just like oh sister like they're listening they they have access to all of it like there's no personal freedom anymore and that's where we're at so so the really scary thing that happened this week that really freaked me out was the thing that you sent me about how it's not just the u.s that has access to all of this data collection that they're also freely sharing it with England. 
Well, so that's the, what is it, the five eyes or something? Is that what it's called? It was called like HQ. Oh, no, it's the GCHQ is the the British intelligence that works with the NSA. Um, And so apparently there's this thing like called five eyes or something. And that like is our allies within it and they share intelligence communications. But it's kind of this random back and forth. So it's like oh, well, the British can't listen to their people, so they mask all their people, and they can just spy on the Americans. And the Americans can't spy on their own Americans, but they can listen to, like, they have to mask the Americans, but they can listen to whatever the British people are saying. What a mess. But they but they also share communications, so they could be like, hey, British dude, like, you know, I have this phone call from so-and-so i just need you to tell me who the actual american is because i can't look it up myself yeah that's pretty super shady shit let's be honest super shady shit um yeah if you guys want go to the blog jesse and kelly show.com um and if you feel compelled if i made a good enough argument for you or you're just a little bit fed up with it yourselves um i also did a sample letter to a senator and there's links there that you can go and um find your senators find your congressman and also email the president super smart idea yeah get involved like you know this is a short life and you got to stand up for what you believe in a frickin' men. Before we wrap it up, um, I did want to say again that we are still looking for human conditions. Yep. Jesse, do you want to explain what that is? So if you're suffering from something, maybe you're like, man, I just keep having the same thought over and over in my head. Or maybe you get really stressed out when you go to the dentist, which is dentist stress. Dentist stress. I'm I'm in dentist stress right now. Do you have any yogic words of wisdom? I would love to um, give you guys some advice based off of yoga studies that I have done. And if you got it, just go ahead and send it. You can post it in our comments on the Facebook page, Jesse and Kelly show, or you could even put it on Instagram. We're not picky. Or you could send it to our email, Jesse and Kelly show at gmail.com. Indeed. Yep. So... I wrote this down the other day when I was walking around through my house and I figured I'd share it with you. So either you choose to change or life forces you. All right. Have a beautiful week. Um, Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That sums it up for this episode of the Jesse and Kelly show. Want to join the conversation? We're hanging out on Facebook and Instagram and there's lots of goodies on the Jesse and Kelly show.com.